0: My 17th year was a year of first. Exciting, first car, first boyfriend, first second job, (laughs) first time I was sexually assaulted. And it wouldn't be the last time for any of those things. So by the end of the 17th year, I was understandably in pretty rough shape. I was blackout drunk, I would say somewhere, five nights a week. I was skipping classes to work extra shifts at the McDonald's and then leaving those to go work at the movie theater, thinking that I was like trying to save for a first apartment and the first semester of college. And, you know, uh, in the process, I almost didn't graduate high school. So one of my teachers came up, she yanked me, sat me down, looked me in the eye, and she said, I will move you into my house, I will pay you and I need you to hang out with my kids for three hours a day in the morning, then drop them off at school. And I was like, okay, like, what's the catch? She was like, you just need to be there and you just need to be sober. And I seemed like a pretty sweet deal, but I didn't know if I could be sober that much. So I asked her, what if I can't? And she looked me in the eye and she said, we will figure it out. Uh, Which felt crazy, but you know, I moved in. Um, I started out sleeping on a couch in the garage, which was a big upgrade from sleeping in my car between shifts, which was also better than sleeping on the big bags of popcorn behind the concession stand at the movie theater. Um, But I did it. They built me a room after it had been there for a while. They had this closet in the garage. They converted it to be just big enough to fit a twin size bed and a wardrobe. And I uh, still remember the first night that I slept in this bed that these people I didn't deserve built this bed just for me. And I felt really home for the first time. And it paid off. I did stay sober enough to get the girls to school safely. Um I did graduate high school and I think I graduated like in pretty okay standing. And I got a better job, my dream job. I just wanted to be a caregiver. And I had this brilliant plan that I would do that 40 hours a week if I was really careful it'd be enough to put me through school and I'd be fine, I'd be totally fine. But it never really was. 40 hours a week and I loved my job, so I just got another one. And it still wasn't quite enough, so I got another one, another one, another one. Um So, fast forward five years, I had been working 120 hours a week on average, um, and never less than three jobs, usually four or five. And I was exhausted, and I had a relapse, and I had a crisis. So I did the only reasonable thing to do in that set of scenarios, which is quit everything. So I quit everything, almost everything. I kept one job, a caregiving job. Uh, And then I started looking for something better, and I found it. I found a job that was going to pay me $15 an hour working in an office downtown. I could wear my own clothes. The come up is real, y'all. They were going to work around my school schedule, and they were going to help me pay for it. And so all of a sudden, I was like, I have made it. And I crushed it. I got a raise in the first few weeks. I was really, really happy, and everything was going great. And then the phone rang, which sounds like it could be pretty ominous. But it wasn't. It was weird. Um, Danny Esparza called, and he was a friend of my dad's. Uh, So he couldn't figure out why he might be calling me, but I answered the phone. And Danny was calling to let me know that he needed an intern, Uh, And my dad raised me never to say no to Danny Esparza, which seemed like a weird lesson, but here we were. Uh, So I asked him what the schedule was, and it was Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, for six weeks. But my dad said never to say no to Danny Esparza, so I quit my job. And I took the internship, and that all sounds really crazy, but actually the weirdest part was he went to hang up the phone, and he said, hey, Judy, do you know what I do for work? And I kind of paused for a minute and I realized I should have asked a lot more questions. (laughs) Because I said, no, Danny, I have no idea what you do for work. And he said, you're gonna love it. And then he hung up the phone. (laughs) So so I show up to work the first day uh, and it turns out it was an internship with a labor union that represents hotel and restaurant workers. And Danny was right, I loved it. Uh, In the first few weeks of my training, I learned for the first time that I wasn't actually a big fat loser failure for working 120 hours a week on average and still have nothing nothing to show for it, except my swanky garage bedroom closet thing. Uh, That actually we just have this really wild system that encourages people to work as many hours as they will for as little as they will and hope it works out. Uh, And that changed everything for me. Like literally, so my first assignment as an intern was to staff the table at this big picnic with all of the unions in town. And so I did, uh, I wanna say like table stuff. I handed stuff out, I smiled at people. And incidentally, I met Representative Ivy Sponholz who represents East Anchorage in the state government. Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, She's so incredible, as a matter of fact, we did some work together, and despite the fact that I was like an intern, like a career intern at this point, and a nanny and a caregiver and a housekeeper with like a little bit of office experience, she offered me a job, like a temporary job working with her in the capital in Juneau. And it was incredible, I thought she might be a little nuts, and maybe it was, Uh, but taking that job meant Moving to Juno, it meant I couldn't be a nanny anymore. It meant I lost my swanky garage bedroom, like my housing. It meant giving up everything. No more side hustles to shore anything up. I just had to quit everything. Uh, and I didn't know what I was going to do when I got back, but I made more as a legislative aide like, than I did working all of the side jobs, and that's really all I could process at the time. So I did it. Fortunately for me, I met someone pretty great a few months before I left, and I really sassed him. I was like, I'm going regardless, just so you know. So if that's a problem for you, you should kick rocks because I'm going to Juno for several months. But it wasn't. It wasn't a problem. Um, so he came to visit me a few times, and I... Uh, really liked him and so it was getting to the end and I didn't have a place to live when I came back and so I was like hey could I stay with you for just a few weeks and he said yes and I never left (laughs) it worked out for me and things did get better I came back and I had a full-time job at the union with Danny and I like I did what union people do right like I saved money and I bought a house and I went on vacation and things were really great and then the phone rang Uh, And like, well, COVID happened, right? COVID happened, I lost my job. When that happened, I lost my mind. I blew my severance, said I was going to be unemployed for a while, found more work because it's kind of my shtick. Uh, And then things were fine. And then the phone rang. That was ominous. Uh, I left my mom's house when I was like 13 or 14. She was really abusive. When I was 15, she got pregnant with twins. Uh, And that seemed like a bad... But it was happening uh, and I knew from that moment that they were gonna need an out one day and that I was probably gonna need to be that out one day. And then 15 years later that day came, they called and they said, can you pick us up, we're not safe. And I looked at my partner, I was like, yeah, I'll be there. You know, Leave in five minutes, hang in there, I'll be right there. And I looked at my partner and I was like, um, are you ready to be like a parent? <laughs> and I gave him an out, y'all, I really did. <laughs> But he said yes, and we went to go pick him up, and we moved him into our house. We got like the paperwork, you know, we got him papered the way that you should. Um, And over the next few months, we moved like three times. We moved them in, we moved us out of my perfect little home that I was gonna bring my own kids to one day. Uh, We moved into an Airbnb, renters into my house, and then we moved into the first house that we could find that we could afford, that fit us all. And things got better. I hated every second of it. I hated the house. I hated all of it. I was trying to figure out how to do the mom job. And we weren't just moving houses. I got a new job. My husband got a new job. And then the kids were a job. So trying to figure out how to do all of that and be a partner and be who I was before I got this phone call was terrible. But by June, we had like a rhythm. I wouldn't say it was great, but we had a rhythm. July was incredible. And then the phone rang. And it was worse. Uh, Our mom let us know that she had cancer, and then a few weeks later, she had a stroke related to the cancer, and she passed away a few days after that. Uh, And I, uh, like, did her end-of-life care, sort of, by accident. Um, And I know that sounds really crazy, but I was standing at the end of her deathbed, And I had grieved my mom a long time ago, this was the first time in all of this where I thought, like, I can't do this. I didn't know how to make sure these kids were going to be okay after everything that they had been through and then losing their mom right when they found their footing, who was also their abuser. So there's that. But we did it, I don't know how. I do do know how. It was a lot of love, a lot of grace, a little fighting, some absurdity, and a lot of help. But we're doing okay now, and I don't answer the phone as much. (laughs) (laughs) But it is kind of crazy, because when I take a step back, I would never do this again. I don't know if I ever could do this again. It was too much. But I do know all I ever wanted to be was a caregiver, and the methodology was dicey. But when I take a step back and I look at my house, and we've grown our family since then. My dad moved in, we took in a third kid, we have six dogs, It's it's grown. But I look at this beautiful house, busting with life and love and energy and still a lot of absurdity. And the methodology was bad. Uh, But what I ended up with was so much better.